Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. What do you do when you get to a point in your podcast where you reach a plateau? Now, this is a question that was asked to me this week by my Inner Circle Mastermind, and they were talking about a plateau where your download growth is just sort of stuck. So I'm going to share with you the answer I gave them in hopes that it can help you as well. I'll talk to you all about that right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. In case you haven't met me yet, I'm the CEO of Team Podcast. I founded it in 2014 as a full-service podcast production company because I couldn't find the company I wanted to hire to do the podcast production on my podcast. At the time, it was a different podcast, and uh, we started, and then a few years later, I really dove deep into this monetization thing because I realized that the monetization piece is what podcasters are missing. And if they don't have that monetization piece, we just continue to see huge numbers of podcasters pod fade. And that's not what I want for you. That's not what I want for my clients. And, you know, podcasting is a lot of work to not get paid for it or to actually go negative in it and sink a lot of money into it. And so if you're one of those value-based podcasters, which almost everyone I work with comes to podcasting from a value proposition, then quite frankly, you deserve to get value back for what you're putting into the world and the value that you're providing to your audience. I'm going to talk to you about that today. And, um, you know, I've been diving in this monetization, marketing and all that sort of thing for almost the past, well, over the past four years now. And it's been an amazing ride. And I feel like once you figure out this piece of it, It doesn't matter where you go or what you do after that. You've sort of got your golden ticket to be successful in any niche, in really any sort of category. So we're going to talk today about the plateaus that we reach. Now, um, I'm not talking about, um, you know, like like burnout or, you know, those like hitting a wall or anything like that. Talking about actual um, podcast growth. And for a lot of podcasters, Audience growth and podcast growth is sort of their first concern. They're like, I want to grow the podcast and then I want to monetize it. And I don't shoot holes in that premise that you grow it then to monetize it. But I just want to make it really, really clear that you do not have to have a certain number of downloads in order to monetize your podcast. And I think 
that's the fallacy that like every single time I ask anyone that's doing a consultation with me um, how you want to monetize or do they want to monetize. And immediately it's almost like monetize is a synonym for getting sponsors. And so immediately they're like, "Ah, I don't think I have enough downloads to get a sponsor. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up monetization is more than just sponsorships. And so I, I'm going to do a podcast on that because I keep beating that drum, but I keep getting the questions again and again and again. So podcast monetization does not just automatically equal sponsorship. In fact, sponsorship is the hardest way to monetize a podcast. So if you are monetized through sponsorships, congratulations everything else will be a breeze, (laughs) guaranteed. So the question today came to me when I was meeting with my weekly Inner Circle Mastermind, and many of the podcasters that are in that have monetized through sponsorship. I've helped several of them monetize through sponsorship, and I manage ads for some of the biggest podcasters that are in the space. And so I'm not completely against sponsorship. It's just not the model for everyone. And there's so many other ways that everyone could monetize regardless of their audience size. And so that's why I sort of come across as maybe against sponsorship. It's not that I'm against sponsorship. It's just like, you know, it's like saying the only way if your child, you know, wants to play basketball, the only path for them is to go in the NBA and there's nothing else. And it's about the same percentage of people that make it to professional sports as podcasts who actually monetize through sponsorships. But there's a whole host of other ways that you can be in the big leagues and monetize peripherally to sponsorships if you just do it the right way. So uh, just wanted to put that out there that I, you know, a good portion of my business does come from uh, money made through sponsorships and other types of managing sponsor ads and coaching people for sponsorships and that sort of thing. So, you know, don't don't misread what I'm saying, but it's the 1% of podcasters that even qualify for that. So that's why it's like not a big topic that I'm going to talk about because I don't believe it's the easiest way to monetize. And I don't, not that I'm looking for the easy way, but I don't believe it's the most common way to monetize. And it certainly is not a synonym for monetization to be sponsorships. And so that's kind of what I want to want people to see. And I want to get through to you that you don't have to have sponsorships in order to monetize. And in fact, if you monetize with your own products and services, very likely it will be more trouble than it's worth to also try to layer on top of that uh, paid sponsorships as well, because uh, those those come with their own set of baggage and high maintenance and, and that sort of thing. So the question came to me today, because when you monetize through sponsorships, One of the, like, you can only have whatever your ad limit of ad spots you'll have per show. So let's just say if you are, you know, like the Joe Rogans or the Tim Ferrisses of the world, you might say that's 20 ad spots per episode. And for the rest of us, like, we are thinking more like, you know, four mid-roll ads at two different spots or, you know, something like that. So you've got a limited amount of ad spots. And so the only way you can make more money is to either add more shows so that you then have more uh, ad spots that you can sell, or you add more downloads to your audience so that you're selling a higher download number 
per each sponsor that you get. And so this came up in my mastermind because there were some people that had reached some plateaus, like they had climbed steadily and gotten to, you know, 30,000 a month and 40,000 a month. And then all of a sudden they peaked it like in May or June with like, maybe it was May, 50,000 downloads. And then you know what happens after May? Summer happens. <laughs> and so then they hit a slump and they're like, oh, my God, what do I do? I've hit a plateau and now I'm actually going backwards. And so uh, podcast growth can be a little bit like a roller coaster ride. And so I wanted to talk to you about some ideas that I had for this particular person. And the biggest thing that I, I want you to think about is how to go about getting more actual podcast listeners. And and one of the things that I want you to think about if you're in this situation where you're sort of plateaued and you don't like you feel like you've hit a wall as far as audience growth and like how do you get in front of more people? The first thing I want to look at is there a disconnect between the podcast information that you are putting out and how your audience that needs your information would describe their problem. So let me let me give you a couple of examples. If I am a doctor who podcasts about Lyme disease, because Lyme disease is my topic, then I'm only going to get the people that are searching specifically for Lyme disease. And so if somebody has all of the symptoms but yet they've never been diagnosed or never really understood that the symptoms they have exactly match up with a checklist of Lyme disease symptoms, then they're going to miss your content because they don't know that Lyme disease is what they have. It's the same thing with, you know, a, a lot of other things where there is a sort of a clinical diagnosis. Like, for example, just in the in the business realm, people might just, you know, might be talking about their business in the form of, like, how do I grow my revenue? And at the same time, you as the marketer business expertise person might be trying to talk to people about lead generation. So it's never occurred to that business owner to search lead generation because they're thinking about revenue. So, so you're, you're wanting to go in and look at your topics and identify where the gaps are. Probably your expertise in the field of talking to people when you get new clients and they begin describing their problem and how they can how you can help them fix it. You're going to hear some themes. You're going to hear some consistent things that people say. And I was working with a, a client that we're trying to do some SEO research and she's got sort of a very ambiguous. It's a very undefined niche in that it's not really spirituality and it's not really, you know, like it, it's not really alternative medicine. But at the same time, she also gets people that come to her and say, like, I want to, you know, step into my best life. I want to be able to like leave all my confidence issues behind. I want to be able to to really become the, the best person I can be. And so it's hard to put keywords on those types of problems that your audience has. So the first thing I want you to do when you're thinking, have I reached a plateau is, um, is there a disconnect between who you're trying to reach 
and how you describe their problem, maybe with a diagnosis or some sort of a prescriptive type keyword, and they're describing their problem in completely different ways. And because you're not speaking to that, then you're never going to get into the realm of what they're looking for. So in other words, if I, if I know that most companies don't meet their revenue goals or, or can't grow their revenue because they don't have a lead gen system, and I'm putting out content about generating leads, I need to put it in terms that that perfect audience person is looking for. So in other words, I might say something like, how to grow your revenue for your business on autopilot. And then my whole podcast is about how to create a lead gen system that brings in revenue on autopilot because it's just going out and getting traffic and you essentially turn it on, run a certain amount of paid traffic to it, and boom, you've got leads, which then means you convert them to revenue. So so instead of talking about lead gen, I'm talking about revenue because that's what they're talking about. I have the same thing in my niche where I just described how every podcaster feels like growth is the first thing they want to do. Like they want to grow their audience and then they want to monetize it. And so if I'm coming to people just from a paradigm of monetizing, all the people that are looking to grow their audience are not going to pay attention to me because they're in thinking they're only qualifying for growth mode now and monetization later. But if I come to them with a growth premise that basically says, doesn't matter what size your audience is, monetize it now. And then as you grow it, you'll just grow your revenue. That's not a bad problem to have, right? And so that's that's exactly uh, what we have to do is like we have to begin talking in the same terms about the problem and the content that we're putting out as our ideal listeners would. So that is the first thing to check and bridge any of those gaps and put out content that you know they could be looking for. So even if like if I wanted to put out a podcast, and I really wanted to talk about how monetization is what people should be focused on, not growth, then maybe I need to put out a podcast entitled The Truth About Podcast Growth. And in that podcast, I might just talk about, and you might hear this in a few weeks, I might talk about how podcast growth is a vanity metric in terms of uh, what you're going to get out of it. Because whether you have you know, I've told you before my stories of clients that had 700 downloads that finally grew it to 7,000 downloads and then finally grew it to 12,000 downloads. And then they walked away because why? Because they said, I'm still not making any money. And now I've just got more people demanding more of me and I'm still not making anything. So the problem wasn't the growth. The problem was the monetization. So I've got to start coming to people in terms of growth, though, if they're looking to grow. And you have to do that same thing in your business. So the second thing I want you to think about when you're talking about uh, trying to grow your podcast audience, I want you to begin thinking about where is your avatar already hanging out? Are there communities? Are there places that they're hanging out already that you could essentially just either 
pay to have access to them, join the group, do whatever. I like there are certain people I want to be around and I want to be in their sphere and I want to be in their network and I want to be close to them. And I pay to be part of their programs so that I can get close to them and so that I can be in their realm and so that I can then hopefully nurture a relationship with them and we can help each other's business. So are there people like that in your niche that you would target and say, I need to join their program? Not so much because I need the information that they're providing, but I need them to know who I am and I need them to know that I am a paying customer of theirs so that we can then now begin a relationship. Because if you just try to do it through a cold pitch email of, I think I'd be great on your podcast to talk to your audience, uh, you're not going to get very far, right? So instead of paying for, you know, social media ads or whatever, pay for somebody's program who already has your audience gathered And that you can begin getting in and adding value to an audience or a community full of your ideal customers. And before you know it, they'll be looking at you. I did. I built my entire business on this whenever Podcasters Paradise came out and John Lee Dumas started it. And I was running into those people every single time I turned around. And finally, I was like, if you can't beat them, join them. And so all I would do is hang out in that group and add value and add value and add value. And before you know it, I was getting more and more and more clients from their the podcast group because I was spending the time in there in the community adding value. Now, I had already offered him to become an affiliate and he chose not to do that. So I just hung out and gave value. And before I knew it, Every time I turned around and somebody was asking for help, everyone was tagging me in the posts and those people became my clients. So I paid my dues by becoming a valuable member of the community. And that's what I want you to think about. Where are the communities of your people? Because if you can get in there and begin adding value and begin being a resource for that person who's built it, built the community and who has those people already gathered, like that is a way of sort of dream 100-ing those people that are on your list of people who already have your audience gathered in a community. So what can you do to nurture those relationships and get in front of those people, not necessarily just in a podcast interview kind of way, but like make sure all your social profiles are completely leading people back to your content and keep providing value and keep providing value. And before you know it, if every single time there is a question that gets posed and you're chiming in and answering, you know what's going to happen? Pretty soon they're going to look at your profile and be like, ah, no wonder she knows so much. This is what she does. Huh, wonder if she can help me. And then you begin to get clients that way. So, and and not just clients, but then you begin to get podcast listeners too, because they're exposed to you and your content and they now know, like, and trust you. So they're really going to like your content. So that's the second thing. The, the first thing is close the, any of the messaging gaps that you have between the content you're putting out and the uh, way that your target avatar is talking about it. The second thing is uh, begin looking at where other people have gathered their the community of your ideal customers, ideal listeners, because they're out there, I guarantee you. And so uh, dr- tying this in with the Dream 100 thing is going to be incredibly valuable 
um, to building. And if you don't know what Dream 100 is, um, you can Google like Dana Derrick's Dream 100. He's got a whole program. I think he's even written a book. It's not his original idea. I think it's Chet Chet Holmes. Chet, yeah, Chet Holmes, I think it was, was the one that was the first one that talked about this. But there's definitely ways to do this right and do it wrong. And so, um, you know, it's it's amazing um, that you have a tool like a podcast to begin nurturing relationships with other people that have your audience already gathered. So that's the second thing. Now, the third thing I want you to think about, and the third thing that I um, is sort of I propose as a solution to this problem is don't spend a lot of money or even time trying to advertise for podcasts on social media, simply because social media and podcast listeners are two different things. And so if you're trying to advertise your podcast on social media, like you can do what you can do organically, but like paying for traffic to get in front of your audience and try to get people to listen to your podcast from social media is a big ask because they're there already listening are already consuming content on the social media platform and they're not going to be jumping over to listen to a podcast. Secondly, many people on social media do not listen to podcasts. They don't. Podcasts are a, a unique breed. They're they're very valuable customers to have. And so the demographics are very highly uh, marketable to. But the places that you need to be advertising where podcast listeners are, the only sure place that you know every single person that can be exposed to your ad is through a podcast app. Just getting the word out there and being sure that you're 100% sure your paid traffic is going to people who only listen to podcasts or who absolutely listen to podcasts and you're 100% sure of it is the way to go. So advertising only in podcast apps or through those mediums where it's not just social media, but it's podcasting, people that are listening and consuming podcasts. Um, and then the other thing is really just going in and looking at the titles and the way that you're titling your shows and your episodes so that they're full of keywords. And your keywords are going to be really, really important. And if you're not sure what people are searching the internet for, um, in relation to your niche, just go to a website like answerthepublic.com and it'll ask like what keyword or what niche or what subject do you want to find information about and just type in your niche, type in what your your thing is, whether it's, uh, you know, menopausal women or pregnant women or men who need to lose weight or weight loss for men or whatever, like just type in that subject. And it will give you all of these word threads or search threads that start with like who, what, when, where, why kind of thing. So all of the why questions that people are asking about pregnant women or menopausal women or men that need to lose weight will be there. And you can begin looking at that. What what are they looking for? And then begin creating content so that when they're searching the web for why do pregnant women have a problem with their feet swelling, right? Then you're creating, pro you're creating content that talks about three 
reasons, three top reasons why pregnant women uh, have swollen feet or your feet grow while you're pregnant or something like that, right? You can create that content and then it begins to be uh, found in search engines and things like that because it matches and it's highly relevant to the questions people are asking. So utilize the organic search tools that way. Utilize them to create your content make sure you're putting the content out in the same terms that people are searching for so they can find you. And these are three ways that you'll be able to begin to leverage. And the thing is, you can build in these, you know, habits and these uh, practices every single month as you do your podcast, and it will just keep growing and getting better. And honestly, sometimes with podcasting, it is just literally continuing to show up. And as you continue to show up, more people will find your show. And the more people find your show, the more they'll tell other people about your show. And then as you get bigger guests and you get more high profile people, your podcast will just begin to have this upward trajectory that will just continue to grow. And that's that's really what you want to measure. It's not about the actual number of downloads you're getting. It's about are you growing month over month um, if that's germane to how you're monetizing your podcast. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes I can get, you know, I can have a lower download month than ever on my podcast, but get more clients from my podcast than ever in a month. And it just so it doesn't always correlate like that. I think it's more about being in the right place at the right time so that when people are ready and when people are looking to get to the next level with podcasting or they're looking to focus on monetizing, making sure that my content is showing up when they're searching for it. Because then when I come up, it's going to be a great match. And then they're probably going to want to take those next steps with me to get them on the path to monetization. So I hope those three things are helpful for you. If you have questions about it, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to answer your questions and do what I can do to help get you on the path to monetization. And one of the ways I do that is I set up this um, thing. It's a service that you can buy. It's called, it's a podcast tune-up, a podcast audit, if you will, where I basically go in and I look at everything to do with your podcast from the technical to the searchability to what you're doing on social media to how you're titling your shows to how you're formatting your shows. I actually listen to three or four of your episodes all the way through, look for things and, and try to figure out what the low-hanging fruit to go ahead and get you monetized as quickly as possible and then lay out a blueprint for you to get to that next pathway of monetization yourself. And so uh, that's a simple thing that I offer. And if you feel like that's something that you'd like to start with, that's where a lot of my one-on-one -on -one work starts with my clients, is simply go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. Go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up, give you everything you need to know to go ahead and sign up for that there. It'll allow you to go ahead and hire me to do that for you. Give me all the information I need. And then two weeks from now, we'll be sitting down and having a one-on-one -on -one session where we'll spend about an hour going over the findings and the things you're doing well and some opportunities that you have and just really laying out the pathway to monetization. So if you're serious, that is the best way to start. So simply go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to help you get to your first consistent revenue dollars from your podcast. That's always the most exciting part of the work I do. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you have an awesome, awesome day. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Oh, no, no, no. We're not advertising for Facebook anymore because we're pulling all of our communities off of Facebook. So if you want to come join the real community of people who are looking to monetize their podcast, podcastsuccesshub.com. Go to podcastsuccesshub.com and I'll see you there because I'm not going to be on Facebook. You guys have an awesome one. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you about the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse not to join. And even if you say, well, Christy, I can't make it on the certain time of day, whenever the um, challenge is, we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them, even if it's not where you can join us live. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. Go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I can't wait to see you there.